Well, adventurers, it is lovely to see you this afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us at Adventure Hour. Uh, I am joined by the absolutely lovely and delightful Lauren Sherratt. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. Hello. So Lauren is a writer. She uh, uh, the playwright, um, blog, uh, uh, novel, short story. Uh, I feel like you write everything. I feel like you, you, every time I speak to you, you've written, written something new in some sort of different format. Um, so I'm really excited to, to be able to touch base with you again today and be able to do your adventure. Very exciting. It's been a while on this one. Yeah. It'll be nice to jump back in. Has indeed. So, for uh, those of you who are interested in what our Choose Your Own Adventure is going to be, this is the blurb of The Hero's Apprentice. Every hero needs an apprentice, and this time you've been picked. Your quest, should you choose to accept it, is to take back South Bank from the evil claws of the Dark Legion, all the while avoiding a ferocious band of alien spies and decoding the riddles provided by oracles stationed around the cultural precinct, who may or may not point you in the right direction. Will you choose to team up with the brawny and brave yet not so brainy hero and head into Dark Legion territory, or will you run the other direction trying to avoid all this unwanted attention? Either way, you'll find South Bank a changed place as you encounter adventure at every turn. Da, da, da. Beautiful. I love it. Um, so for those of you who are joining us at home, every time that we do one of these Choose Your Own Adventures, they actually exist in the real world. So today we will be armchair traveling through Brisbane as we become the hero of our own adventure. So uh, this one in particular goes through an area known as South Bank, which is Brisbane's cultural precinct. So we have kind of the CBD to, to one side. Um, and then we have, uh, and then we have the South Bank area kind of over on the, the other side of the river here. So this is where we're going to be armchair traveling to today. Uh, we will be live reading, arguing our way through this adventure. Um, and, uh, and we will be, uh, making sure that, uh, at the same time we describe the, uh, the areas and the backgrounds and the surrounds to those of you who may be listening later on in the podcast. Um, now this one, um, was also scored by the delightful Christopher Healy, who was here last week, uh, no, sorry, two weeks ago on Adventure Hour doing a zombie apocalypse story. Uh, so he is also the one responsible for the uh, delightful uh, music that is found on this adventure in the app. Uh, and again, our wonderful artist Nancy Brown with her um, beautiful uh, black and white uh, images that are, are very captivating. So... Um, this is the story in the Story City app. Um, you can uh, either use it to discover uh, Brisbane yourself as the hero of an adventure, uh, or you can join us along in this armchair travel experience. Uh, so we are going to be starting today in 
the lovely Redcliffe Place area of Brisbane. Uh, it is uh, an area surrounded by these beautiful round artworks that look like they've got little steamer baskets in them, uh, which are delightfully called the steam balls. Um, and uh, some very funky looking uh, windows on the local library. Uh, you have the Brisbane River over to the side there. And then, of course, for those of us who had ventured in uh, Brisbane before, the lovely Treasury Casino, uh, a heritage listed building. Uh, as heritage as I suppose you can get in Australia, um, <laughs> <laughs> which has, was colonised uh, less recently than other places, uh, but uh, still colonised nonetheless. So our uh, lovely hero here is actually standing on top of one of these steam balls. Um, and uh, it is uh, him that we will uh, be following uh, this bright uh, uh, day here in Brisbane. So Lauren, you're good to do uh, our character voices for today? I sure can. Beautiful. All right, here we go. You hear the commotion before you see it. The swell of noise as an excited crowd forms near the intersection at the end of Redicate Place. Traffic passing across Victoria Bridge seems to halt en masse and a fanfare of trumpets erupts suddenly. Oh, sorry, we have our uh, additional guest host who's just turned up, Brett Ludwig, for those of you who are followers of Adventure Hour. Um, Brett will uh, will help you out uh, there, Lauren, with uh, with the, the live stream. Hi, Brett. How you doing? Good. Hi. How are you? Good. I'd like to introduce you to Lauren Sherratt, the awesome author of The Hero's Apprentice. Um, Hi, Brett. Hi, Lauren. I have decided to nice shake things up a little bit today, and I've decided that we're just going to dive straight into the adventure, and then we are going to do introductions and catch-ups with uh, Lauren at the end. Gotcha. Beautiful. Uh, all right. So, continuing on. The sound seems to be blaring from all around you, so you can't quite pinpoint the source. Has the city's emergency warning system been hijacked by some kind of royalist terrorism cell? Are they going to make you all drink copious amounts of tea? With a certain amount of bravery, you cross the square, quickly swallowed up by the ever-growing crowd. You spot one family hoisting their children up into the branches of one of the young trees planted in the square uh, to uh, get a better view of what is coming. The tree's immature trunks swaying to and fro under their weight. The parents are doing their best to stabilise things from the ground. What, or perhaps rather... Who on earth could be causing all of this commotion? The trumpeting stops and a booming game show host voice announces to the crowd. Is this me? Do it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we give you your hero. At the words, the crowd erupts, and across the bridge comes a throne, carried by four burly men on each side, with another man sitting regally on top. He is the biggest, 
Columbus man you have ever seen. And his chin is the size of your knee. One of his biceps is large enough to pass the height restriction on a theme park ride. Without waiting for his carriage to be set down, the man leaps from the chair and up atop the silver ball you are standing next to. He performs feats of acrobatics and strength, balancing first on one foot, then one arm, then leaning backwards attached only by a pinky toe to eat an apple carried by a passing lady. The lady swoons, the crowd roars, and the hero smiles. You swear his teeth even glint as they catch the light. Look, look. One of the children perched in the tree above you swings alarmingly close to your face, holding onto her branch by the knees. I'm a hero too. <laughs> she cries, imitating the hero's feats of strength. No, I'm a hero. So petulant. <laughs> Her older brother shouts, balancing at the very top of the tree, one foot stuck in the air. I'm sorry. You have to ask. But what is going on here? Who is this hero? The hero is picking up new apprentice today from the crowd. The youngest brother explains while dangling clumsily by one arm. I hope it's me. You turn away from the giddy children and back to the hero. In time to see the man of the moment bench-pressing a mid-sized youngster with one hand, shaking the hand of the Lord Mayor with the other. You're ready to leave this place of lunacy and resume your day when you hear a sudden crunch and then a snap. And before you know it, a whooshing, child-sized lump has fallen on your head. Scrambling to keep your place, you reach up, pull the youngest boy off you and lower him to the ground. You're sure this just earned your chiropractor a month's worth of adjustments. As you rub your crunched neck, you feel the prickling sensation of all eyes on you. You look up to see the hero beaming at you expectantly, and it's clear he has asked you a question. He's all right. You say, patting the foolish child awkwardly on the head. Just overexcited. Thinking of only others. The hero booms to the crowd at large. As only a true hero would. The crowd goes wild again, only this time you can't tell if it's for the hero or for you. What is your name, I asked you. The hero repeats. You tell him your name, and before you know it, the hero lifts you out of the crowd to join him on the silver ball, handily cracking your neck back into place as he yanks you up. Well, folks, I have found my apprentice. Today we have seen courage in action. We have witnessed humility and grace as my new apprentice has willingly put their life and body on the line to save another. Yes, it has been a very good day. And now we must head into battle with the ever-present Dark Legion, those of evil persuasion who have been infiltrating our city over the past years. You've seen their handiwork, the rising floodwaters, the wild storms, the messy graffiti and constant littering. They will stop at nothing until they have ruined our beautiful city. That is, unless my apprentice and I stop them first. The crowd, as you have come to expect, goes wild. I thank you for your support and bid you farewell. The hero jumps off the silver ball, dragging you with him, and the two of you land with a thump on the ground. You look up at the hero who's smiling, he's expecting Flinty's smile. Do you decide to go along with this crazy luck and become the hero's apprentice? 
poor tell him thanks, but no thanks, choosing to leave this place of insanity and continue your day in peace. So, team, what are we going to do? It's a tough one. Um, if I was out shopping in the mall, I would probably like to walk away from the crazy hero. Um, but maybe our character is a go-getter. Maybe they're a seize the day carpe diem kind of guy. <laughs> Brett, are you the seize the day carpe, here, ca ca carpe diem kind of guy? I mean, with a story name like The Hero's Apprentice, <laughs> I'd have to be going pretty hard into introversion to, to walk away from what is clearly the main thrust of the story here. <laughs> yeah, I, do, I feel that. I feel that. I also feel Lauren's perspective here. We both have little mm. tiny children, and I don't know if I <laughs> want them learning the crazy that comes from the hero. But I feel you. We are indeed doing The Hero's Apprentice. So let us take up the mantle of this sidekick to a very smug uh, hero. So mm -hmm. we're going to be heading across to Southgate, which is on the other side of the river. Uh, and there uh, on the other side of the river is a very delightful uh, herb garden down by the front. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, I think we're a little bit too far up. Ah, there it is. This direction. Or maybe not. Do you remember which way it is, Lauren? Um, it might be a little bit further up the way you were going. You reckon? Mm -hmm. It's a bit of a tricky one. We only had a flood probably this time last year, and sometimes that takes the herb garden out. <laughs> mm -hmm. The water uh, back in, when was it, uh, where they had the very, very big floods? Uh, so the, the big, big one was 2010. And then last year we had a flood in February, um, which was fairly hefty. Mm -hmm. I think it was, I think it was in this area. Um, mm, it is. Uh, but potentially that's okay but it's putting us in the right spot in any case so the garden is along a pathway that runs along the river if you were here in 2010 you would probably have been under about five meters worth of water um because the water reached the bottom it went over this bridge i'm pretty sure didn't it lauren mm. it was it was crazy it hit the bottom of the bridge it definitely went into the building yeah, it, it flooded this entire car park behind us and um, it was kind of reaching up towards where um, this Ferris view. Mm. So mm. It, um, it is uh, by the, um, uh, the river. You can see the uh, Brisbane city skyline across the way with the, the Treasury Casino Hotel and, uh, and the Treasury Casino itself. Uh, we also have the lovely State Library of Queensland. 
uh, and your beautiful Brisbane wheel because every metropolitan city needs its own London Eye style um, contraption uh, for its tourist trap needs. Um, and it is here that our uh, hero, um, who has brought you along on this crazy adventure as his sidekick, uh, sees you. So, uh, Brett, maybe we'll get you to take away the narration in this one. Walking alongside the river, the hero motions for his guards to move back so that you can talk in private. Lauren, you be the hero for this one. Sure thing. Many, many thanks for the assistance, friend. I was so worried I'd end up with a dud apprentice again. Still unsure as to what's actually going on, you ask. Who exactly are you? And what's your game? Is this all for some kind of TV show, a competition or something? The hero laughs. It's a great <laughs> big... There we go. It's a great big <laughs> booming sound, which you sure causes a few extra waves to cross the river. Television? Me? When would I get the time to do television? No, no, I'm just your plain old garden variety hero here in Brisbane to complete my assigned quest. You can't tell me you haven't noticed what's been going on around here. You think back over the last few weeks, there have been some odd occurrences reported on the news. Public gardens have been torn up overnight. Cafes have their chairs stolen so no one can sit down to eat. <laughs> And someone even put a giant pole through the spokes of the Wheel of Brisbane so it couldn't turn for almost a week. You're saying a Dark Legion is doing all of these awful things. Why would they want to ruin <clears throat> Brisbane? The Dark Legion are a very evil group, a collective of the most repugnant of characters, which has banded together to take away all the light and happiness from a place. Look around. Even the community garden isn't safe. You look down at the herb garden beside you, only now noticing the wilted leaves and scraps of rubbish that now inhabit what was once a flourishing garden bed. No one knows who they are, which is what makes them so hard to stop and why the city has called me in. But I need a set of brains to accompany my brawns on this expedition. The hero stops mid-sentence, staring at the river. Duck, quick! He pushes you down to the ground. You attempt to look for danger, but see nothing in but pavement. Duck! <laughs> this is the hero again. I am ducking! You snap, face to the ground, thinking you can tell why the hero needs a few brains to help him along. No, look! He points a meaty finger at a lone duck bobbing on the river, seemingly swimming in your direction. Birds are the spies of the Dark Legion. They are stealthy and silent and, worst of all, naturally equipped with the weapons of beaks. We have been spotted. Quick, we must run. You don't have time to even question running from a harmless duck. The hero has already taken off without you, running up the river towards the Wheel of Brisbane. He comes to a fork in the path, a stepped path leading upwards and inland, or the continuing path along the river. Which way? Which way? He asks. I don't know. You say. You must. You are the brain. This hero is very reliant on role descriptions. Okay. Weighing up your options, you feel the eyes of scores of seagulls and ibis that habitate, so, habitat uh, south bank on you. 
you start to run. Do you travel along the river path in front of you or inland to the cultural forecourt where you can hide in plain sight? So, um, it's, uh, it's nice to see that we've got some new uh, footbridges going in, uh, in here. We sure do. This uh, Google Maps is a little bit old. It's nearly, the bridge is nearly finished. In fact. Nice. Well, I suppose, I suppose this does say November crowd seems like a pretty good idea for hiding from birds and ducks because I feel like <clears throat> anywhere you're you're running away from the birds they get they'll just fly up and they'll see you where you're going um, but you can get lost in a crowd visually pretty easy even if they have a, a bird's eye view so to speak uh, do do we do have like a really like strapping hero next to us though like like blending into a crowd seems unlikely for him. Oh, good call. Good call. Right. Mm. Whereas like, so the, so the Nepalese pagoda, and this is only because I know Brisbane well, that's kind of hidden in amongst the rainforest a little bit, but mm -hmm. like, yeah. So, so like, you know, I, I do get the like blending in, but maybe like, I mean, the hero is clearly the brawn anyway. So like, mm -hmm. You as the brains could probably hide and, and you know just watch while he does his thing, and, and I feel like you could potentially be be using him as a distraction while you figure out how you're going to thwart the Dark Legion. So you know, two different kind of things in there. How much do you think you're going to need the hero? Mm. I, I feel like the hero still has most of the information that we're still very much catching up. So a bit of a contemplative space might be a good, mm -hmm. a good go-to. Okay. Yeah. All right. Brett, you can be our final decider. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's go along the river path Nepalese towards the pagoda. pagoda. Let's do this. Although now that I say that, right, I'm like, huh, I hope that street view goes to, to, goes to the The World Expo, Expo 88. Yeah. So this whole area used to be shipyards and um, and then it got converted into a cultural precinct with parks and 
all of that kind of thing. So the Nepalese pagoda was one of the um, installations for the, um, uh, the, the World Expo. So it's a very beautiful uh, area here. And it looks, like, it looks like it's full of hiding spots as well. So yay us. All right. Uh, here we are. This one right here. Okay. You run along the riverbank, the hero behind you nearly taking out a cyclist or two and having to stop to help them. Then take photos. <coughs> Sign autographs. How could you outwit the Dark Legion when you can't even get the hero to focus? In here. You pull the hero inside the pagoda. The shadowy air and the cool relief after your sprint. It is musty and quiet inside and most importantly, free of birds. So they've taken over the birds too? It's always the first thing they do. They infiltrate the natural birds that live in an area with their own robo-birds, which operate as their spies and soldiers. But it's impossible to tell which bird is which. You could think you're watching a delicate, long-limbed ibis wading through the stream, and then the next thing you know, you're taking on a razor-beaked assassin with the power of flight. It's best policy to just steer clear of all of them. He is suddenly pensive. That's the mistake my old apprentice made. You shudder at the thought of death by beak. So, uh, how, how are we going to stop them? What tools do we have? First, we must visit the oracles of Southbank, who have hopefully not been infiltrated by the Dark Legion. They will give us clues as to how to proceed in Legion territory, where we must find and capture their leader. But how will we win against a Legion of Evil and thousands of robo-birds? You ask. The hero is big, sure, but you're feeling outnumbered. You doubt the power of the happiness of Southbank. Comes a mysterious voice from behind you. The reason people come here is not just because they want to be seen or touched, but because of how it makes them feel. You turn to see the wooden statue of, I am so sorry to the Nepalese culture for how I am going to butcher this name. Of a long Kitsharabra, which has come to life, stepping out of her glass case gracefully. In your surprise at the statue's sudden animation, you don't know whether you should bow or offer a handshake. But Avalonkitsharva just smiles at you gently and takes both yours and the hero's hands, walking you to the entrance of the pagoda. I, for example, represent compassion. I serve to remind people to look beyond themselves and to empathise with the world around them. You stand at the door, looking out at the tourists taking photos and strolling down the path. Here, in such a place of tranquility, people may come to bond more closely with family and friends, to see a theatre show or artwork that connects to something deep within them, and communicates about the wider human experience. This is a true treasure, one that can be felt with the heart and spirit, not a material experience that will be short-lived. The Dark Legion cannot easily attack a personal space so fortified with peace. Is that why they haven't come here yet? You ask. They've tried, says Avalonkishava. 
but huh. they have not succeeded. <laughs> Roars one of the dragons standing guard outside. You see? Says the hero, high-fiving the dragon. We have a whole army of our own on our side. So what will you suggest we do to solve our quest and defeat the Dark Legion? You ask the statue. I think you should stop all this fuss and have a picnic. It's such beautiful weather. Squeaks a little voice above you. You look up to see a calm monkey uh, uh, clapping his hands at the thought of such delights. You should fight, fight to save what you believe in, roars one of the dragon guards. No! no. <laughs> I want, I want, I want uh, Brett to be the scantily clad woman, cries one of the scantily clad women surrounding the walls. You should find someone to love and spread that love, all joy, and joy all around the world. The women all giggle and blush, turning away from you and hiding their faces demurely behind their hands. You look back at Avalon Kachava. Uh, any serious suggestions? She closes her eyes and seems to be thinking. You have two choices. You may bravely venture further ahead into the Dark Legion's territory where bad deeds are taking place, or you may head to the ABC building and gather further information from the Oracle stations there. Mm. Thank you for the advice, Avalokiteshvara, you see. You turn to the hero. What do you think? He sighs. Ultimately, I will heed your advice. To be honest, I've hardly caught a word that ever have a look, Avocat Ava has said, heading into enemy territory is dangerous, but I am brave. So I'm not fond of the idea of a slow pecking death. You've seen the birds, and you're not a fan of the montages of avian demise running through your head either. Do you decide to take the arbor walk further up the river to the sandy streets beach on the boardwalk? Uh, where you can enter into enemy enemy territory and observe the havoc wreaked on the beach, or head back the way you come up the river and then inland to the cultural forecourt where you can hide in plain sight. So, Brett, mm-hmm. um, you know, I I I find myself a little stumped. I don't know what is a a better choice here. Um, well, was a wee bit useless. Mm-hmm. Right? Just like, it's a little bit. She's like, peace and love and you should stay here and help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, like, I, I'm trying to see if I can find, like, the, the dragons um, that are referenced. I think they used to be at the front here, Lauren. Yeah, I think so. Maybe they've been shifted. Hardly you don't really have a proper street. This is the, the statue of the, um, mm. of the beautiful Ava. we've been talking to. Ava, that's right. And then the lovely ladies. 
scantily clad ladies who uh, have been digging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the dragon's Oh, goodness, this people have oh, nice, their, yeah. territory with no information and a hero who's like i'm ready let's go feels a little short-sighted mm, that's very mm. fair and we are the brains of the operation we are yes um and as much as i feel like you know we could be affected by by the the hero. I feel like maybe we should head to the ABC. Like that's my that's my thoughts here. Yeah, I think I can get behind that. We we're now armed with the power of knowing that peacefulness can keep out the Dark Legion. That's true. That's true. We have gained true. that at least. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go find the Oracle by the ABC building. So we're going to go heading back the way we came. legs um but they have bougainvilliers growing over them so bougainvilliers have these kind of beautiful brightly colored red purple kind of flowers that come out um on the, uh, and this here is our, our abc just there so um Brett, take it away you arrive in front of the glass fronted abc building finding yourself mingling with crowds of tourists picnickers, and exercise fanatics. Uh Uh-huh. The hero's enthusiasm makes you start. There are articles scattered all over this joint. He points towards the red news ticker running around the side of the building as though it is telling you something very important. It uh, just shows the news headlines. You explain? It changes daily, probably even hourly. How could this be an oracle? You have very little faith for an apprentice. The hero looks you up and down. Do you think I don't carry the right tools for my trade? He pulls out his dangling pocket watch, opening it up. Here, look through this and see if this building merely shows you the news. Holding the pocket watch face up to your eye, 
You peer through the piece of clear glass, expecting the hero to burst out in his ground-shaking laugh at your falling for this trick. As you look up towards the ticker, though, you are surprised. Instead of a day's news flashing before your eyes, you see yet another riddle. Walk through an Isle of Magenta, or stop to meet a figure of bronze. Swim in a pool of pure turquoise, or surprise a silent diamond above. These experiences are endangered. The Dark Legion is coming. Which direction will you travel? To the east or the west? Whichever you choose, be swift, for you are being watched, spied upon from the top of the Wheel of Brisbane, noted by the green chariot drivers transporting your enemies, and always seen by the winged watchers. The Dark Legion is coming, coming, coming. Your response doesn't thrill the hero. Very cool, didn't need to be so wordy. Basically, we have two choices, east or west. We need to get out of this square now before the Dark Legion finds us. You look around, noting how easy it would be to spy on someone from inside one of the cabins of the slow-turning wheel, or how quickly you could be whisked up by an enemy in a green cab. You look around, noting the purple-flowered arbor walk to the east, and the noisy busway between Cupac and the museum to the west. I know an oracle who lives that way, who can be a bit of a crank, but definitely gives good advice. The hero says, looking west. There's lots of food if we head east, though. He pauses on your look of frustration. And I'm sure lots of clues to discover the Legion's plan. The hero looks to you for decisiveness. Do you... Head east to the first two poles, which mark the entrance of the purple-flowered arbor walk, the path leading to treasure and trials, or head west towards the busway, trying to attract the attention of an oracle in the form of a giant chickada, who might you might give you some advice on getting out of this mess alive. I love that you called it a chickada. What um, is it? It is a cicada. Cicada. Well, here we are. So in like, um, and now that I think about it, I've never heard of cicada in canada you guys might have them but generally they um so they're a kind of like kind of like a little bit like a cricket but they they have their um is it, it's either their wings or their back legs um rubbed together at at um and when it gets above a certain temperature and how intense the sound is um the, the intensity of the sound increases the hotter it gets mm. um and so you can literally know how hot it is by how loud the cicadas are. Crazy. Cool. Yeah. And they're everywhere in Queensland, like everywhere. It's not like it's just a tiny part of Queensland, everywhere. Suburban, um, you know, like city, um, as long as there is like a tree nearby, there will generally be a cicada hanging out somewhere. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so do we want to find out more from uh, an oracle that the uh, hero dubs uh, pretty good? Uh, or, or do we want to uh, head uh, towards uh, treasure and trials? Well, the oracles haven't exactly been the most useful uh, so far. Not given us a lot of information, just a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
it's a little more ambiguous what's happening if we head east. Um, but I suppose if if we if we are metagaming, since the the prompt said a path leading to treasure and trials, that seems like a fun way to go. Um, but uh, if we're if we're sort of listening to what people are saying, like the the hero, I think I think checking out the oracle is the way to go. I don't know. I think I think I would be at the point where I want to take some action and ditch the oracles and jump on into to treasure and, and trial. Mm-hmm. 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 I can get behind that for sure. We head west, it's heads. If we head east, it's tails. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> we head yes, tails. So it is west towards the oracle. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So we're heading this way towards the cicada artwork. And the question is, will Street View let us get that far? So this here is the cicada artwork. So you can see the massive mm. Cool. It's kind of a robo cicada. Love it. Um, and this is a kind of like a walking path over to get to the buses. So um, you can kind of be looking down at it. It looks a little bit like a, um, a snitch, actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it does. The circle there and the, and the wings. But uh, mm -hmm. so, uh, so for those of you listening on the podcast, we are just across the river, Br Brisbane City in the background, and a pedestrian overpass, which leads to the bus system. Uh, and then there is this beautiful piece of artwork, which is kind of like um, shimmery glass uh, wings, um, robo-looking um, cicada uh, for for this particular piece. And so we have the Queensland Museum behind it, and then we have the uh, the, the the Queensland Theatre um, to to the other side. So. <clears throat> You stand on the busy footpath, looking across at the giant cicada nestled in the gardens at the entrance to the busway. Traffic whooshes past you, pedestrians push around you, and beeps and buzzes from a nearby lift and crossings fills your head. How are we possibly going to talk to it? I ask the hero. I can barely hear myself think. I've heard he doesn't talk at all. You look at him in exasperation. Seriously? How are you supposed to work with that? What use would that be? You ask. Hello! The hero calls out, ignoring you. We've come for some advice. You wait, but nothing happens. You can't shake the feeling that you're standing in a very public pace, talking to a piece of abstract art like a lunatic. It is sometimes best to speak to new friends in their own language. The hero says assuredly. He cups his hands to his mouth, lets out a shrill, trilling hum. He waits. <coughs> yes. 
<laughs> Hand cocks to the ear for a reply. There is none. Maybe we should just leave him be. You urge gently, trying to tug the hero away. You both trill a small good guy to the cicada and turn to leave. Before you can take a step, the ground rumbles and your bones quake with the loudest ringing cicada sound you have ever heard. You turn back. The cicada has lifted its wings, spreading them out in the light and flashing bright with hues of purple, blue and green. The hero laughs. He might have run out of things to say, but he still wants attention. The cicada flaps its beautifully coloured wings, pointing east and trilling with urgency. Hmm, I think he's telling us to go back the way we came. You say. The two of you are about to head off when the cicada moves again, flapping its other wing. No, no, says the hero. He was clearly pointing then to the west. We must continue this direction. He pulls you towards the lifts that will take you up to the overpass. The two of you pull back and forth in a battle you know you won't win when you see four large crows landing at the feet of the cicada. Uh-oh. You point them out to the hero. I think the Dark Legion have followed us here. As you speak, the cicada looks down at the birds somewhat disdainfully and within a second gobbles the two of them up, downing them in one gob each. Hmm, I don't think this guy will succumb to the Dark Legion anytime soon. You need to decide which way the cicada was directing you. Do you walk east down Grey Street and across the square opposite, uh, where you find an oracle dangling precariously above your heads? Or walk across the overpass to the art gallery behind the busway, stopping to look at two female figures next to the water feature? Hmm... Another oracle who will just point us in a direction, eh? Mm -hmm. Right. It's, uh, it feels like the oracles are, are, are maybe part of the Dark Legion. But I don't know. That's what, This is like a feeling that I'm getting from being passed from oracle to oracle. Um, I'm also, in this case, of the opinion that this is sort of like the hero uh, thought we should go in this direction. And I'm, I'm inclined to listen to the hero on this one, personally. All right, all right. We're going to trust our hero a little bit. We're going to assume that he's not all brawn and there is a little bit of brain here. And we're going to go check out the sisters. All right, so he's going to take us across the way. So we're wanting to get in there. Let's see if this will drop us. No, you want to let us in? Beautiful. Let us in. All right. Wonder if we can get close enough to the sisters in question, which are things. I think they're right behind you. Under the tree, hanging out. Mm. The sisters do. Right there. Someone's blanked out the faces of the 
statues. Nice. <laughs> Important for their privacy. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, they haven't they haven't got much else privacy private at the moment, right? So like, <laughs> we may as well. All right, take it away, Brett. You walk down the lush green grass. Things on this side of South Bank are relatively calm. The fountain trickles around you. The hush emanating from the nearby library and gallery soothes your worried mind. You lie down on the grass next to a bronze statue. The hero sits next to you. It's nice here, he says. I like it. You nod, looking up at the two bronze women. You could swear the two statues began to sing a lullaby softly. You've been a very good apprentice so far. Very good. So brainy. I'm glad I've got you to rely on. Oh. You're touched by his candidness, and you both yawn now. He suggests, suddenly not being able to think of anything but. Mm, yes. Sighs the hero. Another bright idea. He stretches out beside you. As you doze off, you wonder if your sudden tiredness has anything to do with the Dark Legion, but you can't seem to fully form the thought in your mind. I do like it here. You say? No running or fighting or Dark Legion. No flexing or posing or being heroic. Agrees the hero, his breath the shifting into a gentle snore. You hear a soft scream, then more from further down the river. The hero sleeps on, and you wonder if you should wake him, but it's too hard to think of all this hero business when you're lying here, soaking up the sun. Mm. Oh, has it been minutes or hours since you laid down? You don't know, but you shake yourself away. You realize that it's been a very bad choice indeed. Surrounding you is a family of menacing ducks. One angry mother and her 12 equally angry ducklings. It's not so much the quacking that's woken you, though you're learning that an angry quack is a terrifying sound, but an uncomfortable feeling of being slapped by six small, yellow, and surprisingly hard duck beaks. You shake the hero to wake him, and the chorus of quacks become louder as the beak slaps turn into beak snaps. He's not waking up easily, and you can see a second duck squadron heading your way. Do you... Abandon the hero to become duck fodder and run upstairs to the whale mall, or incur a few beak-shaped bruises and splash the hero with water from the pond to wake him up and run together back across the overpass. So, are we going to abandon this hero? Uh, this no. Silly, silly. <laughs> no, we're not going to. Oh, okay. What are we without the hero? <laughs> I don't know, man. He keep he keeps, you know, just he's not my favorite hero. Let's point it that way. That's he's, fair. That's fair. He's 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 a bit dumb, and I mm -hmm. I, I, t I tend to avoid surrounding myself with dumb people. That's, that's, fair. That's that's how I that's how I aim for this. Right. I I would not abandon this guy though. That's 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 he's got me. the muscle. It's too mean. Okay. I mean, we don't know what's going on. Like he, people have died. <laughs> like this is. I'm wearing royals in this now. <clears throat> mm. Okay, fine. Let's head on back and get the hell out of Dodge. Look at this 
Look at how beautiful this is. The Arbor Walk with all of the Bougainvilliers. I wish that it this, this mm. was done when all of the, the, the flowers were out because they're so pretty. Mm. Um, but it definitely has like, you know, kind of like a creepy, otherworldly octopus vibe to it. Um, it's very funky. That's cool, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Brett, take it away. The two of you walk down the path under the arbor. The Bougainvillea's purple flowers were creating a bright, bright overhead blanket. It seems peaceful under here. Couples stroll hand in hand and children laugh with their parents. You passed a cellist busking, the beautiful deep tones putting you in a happier mood. So, how did you become a hero? You ask? I was always a hero. He answers eventually. It's in my gene. My parents were heroes, my grandparents were heroes, and their grandparents were heroes. Who knew it could all be genetic? Facts of science always astound you. Yeah, not everything, though. A hero is meant to be strong and brave, yes. But a hero should also be wise and cunning. Should be able to decode a trail of clues. I don't have the brains. I have trouble remembering what I ate for breakfast. Right now, I'm thinking of getting a big juicy steak from one of the pubs around here. Maybe a beer or two, talk to some girls, let them squeeze my biceps. That's not hero thinking. He looks sad, and you don't know what to do or say. You'd pat him on the shoulder, but you can only reach just past his waist, and you don't want to do anything inappropriate. My brother got all the brains. He goes on. And I've got all the bronze. Guess which one is the more useful quality in this day of technology and desk jobs? You have a brother? You're surprised. If you have a whole family of heroes, why isn't one of them your apprentice? My brother has a fancy, top-secret job working some kind of supercomputer. I don't even know who he works for, but he's based somewhere around here. He's too busy to help me. You've reached the end of the Arbor Walk and wonder how to maneuver the hero through this area without him being distracted by the fast food feasts or an offer when you suddenly hear a shrill scream, followed by a large splash and evil caw-caws of crows and the sound of many bird wings flapping at once. You and the hero look at each other, trying to determine the direction of the commotion. Where did it come from? You ask. It sounded like it came from the street's beach. We can run there, or we can go straight ahead to the next oracle to see if they have any information first. Uh, well, we've got a, a big, beefy hero. We've kept them around. I feel like going into danger is the, the way to go here. Yeah, mm. I think we've met too many oracles. They've been a little bit useless. <clears throat> I mean, they, they, they honestly match the hero, if, if, if we're honest here. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, yeah, I feel like now, yeah, definitely time for action. Yeah. But yeah. let's go to the beach and follow the screen. Oh, yes. Um, for those of you who are wanting to see the beautiful Bougainvillea flowers, these are what they look like, gorgeous kind of purple purple uh, carpet there. So pretty. All right. Street speech. Here we come. Now, this is probably one of the uh, favorite parts of Brisbane for a lot of people because Brisbane is not on the coast like a lot of other um, 
Australian kind of capital cities on the Brisbane River. So it's inland quite a bit. And um, and if you do get to the coast, there's actually all mudflats. There's no beach because it's a protected um, kind of cove. And there's a there's a, some barrier islands which are which are further out. And so it's on the barrier islands that there are all of these beaches. And so uh, they made this artificial beach, which is a uh, big pool uh, with sand on one side and kind of a you know, artificial kind of lay there, uh, and then the river kind of down the other side there. And so it's surrounded by these beautiful palm trees. Uh, there's a gorgeous kind of lawn that um, goes up. Um, the back area here that people kind of set the set up beach towels on. There's beer gardens. Um, there is the Streets Ice Cream Company, hence uh, why it is called Streets Beach because they sponsor the beach. Um, and so this is a very popular swimming spot, um, and uh, even has uh, lifeguards as well. So beautiful. All right. Oh dear. That's a lot of birds. Okay. You arrive at the beach and look out at the most unexpected scene. On a normal spring day, you would be surrounded by swimmers larking in the water, tourists packed sunbathing on the grassy hill and ice cream vendors doing a roaring trade, but not today. In front of you lies a deserted peach, the lifeguard tower toppled over and a rough cardboard sign saying in the middle of the water reading, beach closed, Dark Legion headquarters, do not attempt to have fun here. You see something else written below in a different handwriting. You squint to make out the red words. Run, run, leave while you can. Is that blood? You ask. The Dark Legion has been here. They have claimed this place as their own. Comes the hero's answer. He walks towards the shade hut in between the two beaches. Inside, you find piles of feathers, scratch marks, and abandoned swimming towels. Whole picnics are laid out in front of you, left behind by families who fled the invasion, or worse. The hero picks up a donut, munching thoughtfully. Somehow the Legion have claimed this area. We need to formulate a plan to get it back. Mm -hmm. You look around. Nothing seems to be marked or specifically blocking anyone from the area, but the people, the usual buzz and excitement that surrounds the man-made beach is gone, replaced by pure silence and the munching of the hero. I think Avalokiteshvara might have been on the right track. They've sucked the happiness and joy from this place. There's a vibe that seems to have scared everyone off. Mm -hmm. Seriously, the place is empty. The hero shakes his head morosely. This makes me very sad. He says, biting into a second donut to ease his pain. Well, I'm not scared. You cry? I'm not frightened of any birds in their beaks. With that, you walk to the edge of the boardwalk, stripping off your clothing and shoes and ready yourself to dive right in. No, don't! Cries the hero, but it's too late. Just as you dip your toe in the chlorinated pool for a quick temperature test, the sky 
darkens. At first you think it's a sudden rainstorm, but when you look up, you realise it's the wings of thousands of birds blocking the sunlight. They are hovering, seemingly waiting, and all eyes are on you. What are they doing? You ask the hero, one foot still poised, hovering above the water. I don't know, but I think there's some kind of an alarm system. They... Uh-oh. The hero grabs you away from the water. Run! The two of you start to run away. The birds unleash a powerful rain of sticky white hoops, pallets pelting the ground all around you. You find it hard to see, and you fall into the water, weighed under as a layer of sticky, smelly bird dung covers you. You hear laughter, roaring laughter, and look up to see the birds releasing this ungodly sound. The pent-up joy they have stolen from the people of Brisbane filling the air around you, though now it makes the most hideous sound imaginable. As the bird's poo dries on you, it stiffens, and you and the hero are left unmoving statues. Placed in the cool turquoise water, either side of the sign a trophy, for the Dark Legion to boast about, and a warning sign for others. Dun, dun, dun. So Ominous. We have abandoned the oracles and they in turn have abandoned us. They were, like, they were like, how long will you follow us? Like, are you worthy? I think that that's what they were trying to do, was trying to decide whether or not we were worthy. And uh, then we failed. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. What, a, what a poopy ending. It is. <laughs> we heard all about their beaks, their harp and charitable beaks, but we did not think to ourselves, man, what is the consequences of so many birds above your head? This is not the only bird ending that we have come to, is it, Brett? Mm, I don't recall what you're talking about. In Who is the Firm in Adelaide, we released the Duck Apocalypse. Ah, uh, yes, the Duck Apocalypse. Yeah, Classic. Which, yeah, which bird brought ending. nature, which brought nature uh, back to the forefront and uh, destroyed all human beings so that the world could regenerate. So uh, I feel like we we have this this tendency, Brett, to uh, to piss off the birds. It's uh, legions of birds, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just not our luck. So uh, if any of you feel like you would have made different choices in helping your sidekick hero, please feel free to download the Story City app. So at about.storycity.app, where you too can download the Hero's Apprentice and make different choices. You can either do so in Brisbane and take a look at some of these absolutely delightful areas, maybe have a swim in Streets Beach. Hopefully you do not end up uh, as a bird poo statue. Um, but if you do, maybe you've had a couple of delicious donuts at the same time. Otherwise, <laughs> you can do this via spoiler mode on the Story City app if you live somewhere else in the world. Um, but uh, thank you, uh, lovely people, for taking us on this adventure. Um, I did want to uh, dive a little bit into you, uh, Lauren, and um, mm. I would really um, love um, to hear... Uh, updates on what you have been up to. Um, maybe you could start by giving everyone kind of a, um, a, a look into your background and 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 uh, the creative work that you do. Yeah, sure. 
Um, so my background is actually in playwriting, so writing for theatre. Um, I studied theatre studies at university um, and this commission from Emily for Story City was probably my first proper prose writing experience, I think. Um, and so since then, because we probably worked on this project, I want to say nine years ago. No. Perhaps. No, not that late. <laughs> it was a while ago. Um, and since then, I, I've done a lot of freelance writing. Um, I actually work now for the Queensland government um, doing writing for them. Um, and I'm currently working on a novel, but as I am quickly finding out, it takes a very, very long time to write a novel. So it's a slow, plodding, but enjoyable process. <laughs> yes. For some, for some people, some people I know, they like, some people the just, me just like pour out of them. Yeah. No, I, true. I feel that. I feel that. Um, Mm. And uh, and one of the things that I actually really like, one of my favorite things that you um, ever made was a choose your own theater experience. Can you tell um, people what you did with with that? Mm. Yeah, so that was a show called One Black Mark, um, which was kind of covered the world of four people who you were told from the beginning of the play were going to die by the end of the show, and at various points the audience got to get up and vote on who would get a place in heaven and who was going to hell um, and you were kind of forced to make your vote as the characters day went on and they sometimes you learnt things early on about a character that made you think they weren't very good and so you gave them a black mark and you tried to send them to hell and then later on you'd realize why they'd been acting in that way and you might have felt a bit remorseful and at the end of the, the show, we added up how many black marks each character had been given and we dragged one of them off to the depths of the underworld. Um, and I think over the, over the run of that show, we had quite a few different outcomes of who the audience didn't like on various nights, which is, I think, a bit of the joy of live storytelling, that you can have different audience experiences um, at different times. And that did you, a, I, I can't remember one. whether you were given like a couple of black marks and so you got to vote at each point or were you only given one and you could only vote once? I think you were just given the one and we, we forced people to vote at different points. So there was a cohort that had to vote quite early after they met the characters and then a cohort who had to vote right at the end. Um, one of the characters was a child. He was, I think, meant to be about six or seven. He's quite annoying. And quite early on, a lot of people would vote to send him down because he was loud and annoying. And then at the end of the show, they feel really bad because they picked on the on the kid. Oh dear, poor little child. Kids can't help that they don't understand the social uh, structure of things, right? They just, exactly, they don't, they don't exactly. Know. They don't know. Yeah, so that was one of my favourite things um, that, that you, you have done and, and to be a part of the audience and to do that and to feel that real visceral emotional guilt from, like, <laughs> making a judgement because you kind of do it per perversely and, um, uh, 
uh, where you're like, ah, ha, 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 we get to send someone to hell. Um, but then like, as you go along, you're like, uh oh, I, it, it really made you question your judgments, which is obviously mm. the whole, the whole point of, of the, of the piece, but I, I really loved it. Um, and, and enjoyed that as a, as a interaction, because I mean, theater is an incredibly interactive medium, um, anyway, with the audience, um, there and responding kind of live to the piece. Um, but then to also have a say in how that piece goes down, I think is, um, is just that extra level that I really, really enjoy. Mm, it was a fun one. Mm -hmm. And what are you working on at the, so at the moment you're working on your novel. Uh, is there any theater on the horizon at all? Uh, there possibly is. Um, I'm looking to do, I've put in some applications for a residency to work on some theater. Um, and this will be something that Emily's, Maybe the, the forefront of Emily's mind as well, but looking, uh, doing some work on the ethics of having children um, and the dilemmas posed by the, the myriad questions that come up when you think about or decide to have a child. Ooh, meaty subject. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking the time Thanks out for to having me. this year adventure hour. Um, uh, how can people find you online if they so wish? Mm, excellent question. So I have a website that is laurensherritt.com um, and then I actually recently started a portfolio on that website so I've started adding a bit more of my work there um, and I'm also on Instagram at lauren.sherritt. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us and for the rest of you adventurists for joining in on this here Choose Your Adventure. Um, we run these every week. Uh, the one uh, that will be coming next week uh, is also a superhero story set in Brisbane. However, we will be in the Eagle Street district uh, and we will be helping two superheroes uh, try to capture a water monster. So that is going to be next week in Nine Fathoms Deep. Uh, we are going to be joined by the artist Gabrielle Cunnett, um, who has illustrated uh, many a piece on Story City. Absolutely, incredibly talented visual artist. Uh, so please do join us for that next uh, Friday night if you are in North America, Saturday if you are in Australia. Otherwise, we have Creator Labs every Monday at 4 p.m. MST or at 10 a.m. Australian time. Please do come and join us, brainstorm some stories. We would love to have you there. Um, and uh, otherwise, enjoy your long weekend. Thank you, everyone.